Thanks for joining Downstate Abbey. Here in New York, we continue to plug along day by day under the ridiculous and quite often bizarre leadership of Andrew Cuomo. In recent days especially, it becomes really apparent that this guy is faltering, he's floundering, he's completely, as I've said before, lost his way. It's just becoming painfully evident that he's losing his grip on, honestly, reality. The policies that he's implemented, I mean, anyone who's following them, that they're completely bizarre. You know, for somebody who claims to follow science, where's the science behind really any of it? Where's the science behind so much of what he has put in place in our state under the guise of, you know, protecting us from COVID-19? It's just unreal to to watch what he's doing to our school systems. And the thing is, you know, when he is very evidently gutting our public education system, He's not even using COVID-19 as the excuse. He's just saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not releasing the funding and the funding isn't there beyond what I'm just not going to release to the schools. It's unbelievable to me that everyone out there who sees this for what it is, isn't taking to the streets to push back against this guy. And I hope that day is coming. I mean, I ran into a friend of mine at the gas station yesterday morning. I was on my way into work, and he's he's a longtime childhood friend. And I just asked him, you know, hey, how's it going? He's got kids who are, I think, like around maybe third and fifth grade, roughly. And he just shook his head. He was like, Abby, he was like, I, I, don't, I don't even know what we're going to do. I mean, my, my wife took a day off from work today. I'm going to have to take a day off from work later this week. He's like, we, this is, we don't know what we're doing. This is ridiculous with schooling. Like, how do you have your kid in school two days a week? Pay the kind of property taxes we pay in this state, the school taxes we pay, and then be told, oh, you're only going to send your kid in two, t- two days a week. And then other school districts are just completely virtual, just completely. I mean, the, the repercussions of this, the, the impact is just in, incalculable, for the working families, it, it's just it's just unreal, and and my segment today is really about how in the world does anyone? And I'm not a party politics person. I'm truly, truly not. Uh, I think more and more people are seeing that our two party system is really it's failing us. It's not really working. We need people with fresh ideas. We need people with a sense of reality, like what life is really like and how our policies are in desperate need of complete overhaul, because in so many ways, we're just not even close to addressing the social issues that are pertinent and relevant to today, this day and age, and the impact that that lack of relevance is having on our communities. I'm just, I'm so tired by leadership that's so out of touch, the leadership of Andrew Cuomo. I mean, he has destroyed what should be probably the most vibrant state in our nation, really. I mean, when you look at the the cultural diversity of our state, when you look at the potential for the arts entertainment industry that New York City is capable of, when you look at the beauty of upstate New York and the potential for us to have agricultural industries that are booming but are not, they're, they're, you know, the dairy industry is dead, basically. 
I mean, good luck finding a family farm that isn't, you know, teetering on the verge of complete and utter bankruptcy, you know, and then we have schools that are just so, well, we're just, we're just going all virtual. You know, the people of this state are basically held hostage by these horrible policies. How do you tell thousands, thousands of families that, oh, sorry, guys, suck it up. Your kids are going to be home this year. What planet is this guy on that that's even remotely possible for people to pull off? When you have people that work in essential industries, especially, like I've said a million times over, these are the people that keep society going. They're taking care of patients. They're they're providing the services and the goods that we all need. And he just, he doesn't care. He truly doesn't care. I don't know what your goal is, Andrew Cuomo, other than ruining my state. And I've had enough. But my segment today really talks about you know, the party that Andrew Cuomo supposedly has paid allegiance to, the Democrat Party. My question, I guess, is how do people who align themselves with that party find identity in what it's becoming, especially as is exemplified by the likes of Governor Cuomo? Because to me, you know, you've got to fight for the plight of your party at this point. How how do you navigate the bizarre mind of Andrew Cuomo as a Democrat, as a human being, really? But in talking about this two-party system, I can't help but think that there's an awful lot of what I would refer to as disillusioned Democrats who are looking at the party that they they love, they've been loyal to, they feel has in so many ways encapsulated their view on humanity, their view on what Im- important role of government is with upholding what is most important. Um, I think that in general, people who align with the Democrat Party, they claim to, you know, really care about social equality. They want what's available to one people group to be available to everyone. Um, you know, there's certain ideals that I think if you were to ask a Democrat and maybe not necessarily what's being referred to as these, you know, this progressive sect to which so much of what they're pushing for is unbelievably bizarre, where things that are so obviously despicably throw up in your mouth wrong, they're being, you know, they're flipping and saying, oh, this is right, this is progress, you know, like bail reform, you know, the degenerates that designed that steaming pile of nonsense, you know, they, they would probably identify as progressive, we're so progressive because we're going to take criminals who rape children and lessen the penalty. We're so progressive because, you know, if, if you've had an unfortunate life experience and you need to beat somebody's skull in and steal their money because you need to go buy bread and milk, you know, like AOC would say, yeah, that's the reason riots and looting were happening because people needed bread. Okay. Okay, sunshine. <laughs> okay. But really, if you're, if you're a Democrat, like you're party loyal, like back to the JFK era, maybe your parents were like the JFK brand of Democrat and you've just stayed Democrat because there are certain ideals that, you know, in the purest place of your heart, you really do believe in. 
Um, and I, I can totally respect many of the ideals of the, I, I would call it again, the disillusioned Democrat Party, the Democrat Party that held to really good ideals that now, when we look at our leaders, such as Andrew Cuomo, it's really impossible to be a well-intended human being, but beyond that, a well-intended Democrat and support the leadership of this guy. It's nearly impossible. And I would love some feedback from people who, you know, maybe think I'm completely off base here, or maybe people who are like, you know what? Yeah, my thoughts exactly. I'm watching a leader who claims to care about the ideals that the Democrat Party holds dear, and I'm watching him completely flip it upside down and it's horrifying. I mean, if, if you hold to the principle that, you know, public education is a foundational tenant of any, any society and you don't want there to be a, a gap built on privilege between, say, the, an inner city child and a suburban child who, you know, is raised in a family with two working parents has never had any sort of food insecurity, you know, knows nothing about what life is like for kids who are growing up in generational poverty, learned helplessness, high crime, um, you know, adverse childhood experiences like having a parent or both parents incarcerated, having addiction issues in the home, high rates of domestic violence, just everything that is prevalent in our, you know, lower income, especially black communities where, you know, they've just been completely thrown to the wolves, in my opinion. How do you not completely flip out over recent developments in which Andrew Cuomo is just basically whisking public education away from some of the most marginalized? And he's doing it, and I'm not seeing the kind of pushback that it deserves not from the teachers union, not from people within the Democrat Party who would otherwise be pissing and wailing that there's not enough funding for public school this year, but they're, they're not making so much as a peep over the fact that public school is basically non-existent for many of these kids. And, and please, just, just cut the nonsense don't even play the game of saying that all virtual is working for these kids. It's not. These are not kids who generally have a parent who is either able and or willing to be part of the educational process. If you see what I see on a daily, it's horrifying to see how many children in marginalized, impoverished communities are being raised by parents who are mentally ill, significantly mentally ill, significantly developmentally delayed, in many cases, completely illiterate or literate to maybe a first or second grade level, completely low functioning individuals who have completely fallen through the cracks of any social safety nets we have in place and are raising the next generation to be equally dysfunctional. And it's heartbreaking to see because it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. There should be safety nets in place. There should be parameters in place that are protecting people who are vulnerable. But we're not seeing that. How, how do we sit back and justify 
Governor Cuomo putting an even bigger gap between the privileged and the non-privileged, between the socioeconomic classes. For a guy who espouses to be a, a Democrat and care about social issues, he's a fraud. He's a complete fraud. What he is doing right now is, is taking disenfranchised communities and he's basically patting them on the head with the hand of soft bigotry and saying, we know you're never going to amount to anything, so it doesn't matter to us that you don't have any sort of education in reach. And that's exactly what he's doing. It's absolutely cruel what is being done here. And you know what? I'm, I, I've believed for quite a while, and I'm believing even more. Public school does need to be reimagined. It needs to be reimagined on a grand scale. Because you know what? This is not working. It's not. It makes me sick that we're watching just the creation of more of a divide in our communities. So people who do have the financial means, who either by choice work their tails off, the extra jobs or whatever it takes to put their kids in private school because they want their kids to have an education, they want their kids to be surrounded by peers, they have kids who they know you know have special needs and need the kind of instruction that only a, a true educator can bring them, there's kind of the painting of those people the private schoolers, you know, being these this privileged sect of the population, while, you know, we've been pumped full of the, the mindset that the downtrodden kids that have to rely on public education, we have to just keep throwing more money at public education because we have to meet their needs. And now this year, Andrew Cuomo just completely whisks public education out of reach for so many of our kids in this state, and I, I don't see the pushback. I don't hear it. I don't see it. And I'm disgusted by it. I'm really disgusted by it, people. We've had kids locked home, stuck home, some of them in absolutely horrible circumstances for six months now. Happy six-month anniversary to let's take 14 days to flatten the curve, because that's where we are. September 16th, that's where we are. March 16th is when this all went sideways, flatten the curve. In the meantime, in the meantime, what has been done? Governor Cuomo has ordered the release of thousands of New York State prison inmates. Some of them are in for horrible, horrible crimes, including murder and child rape. Don't tell me they're not. Get a clue. You, you want to, anybody, anybody who wants to accuse me of peddling false information, come at me and I will come at you in a counter response with the facts that point to the fact that your governor, my governor, Andrew Cuomo, starting in March 16th, began this fast track of releasing New York State prison inmates. These are people who stood in a court of law versus the people of the state of New York for, again, horrible crimes. We're not talking about just low-level offenders, you know, oh, geez, yeah, they didn't, they didn't make a court date for, you know, parking violation. No, please. Anybody who's, who says that, you're, you are misinformed, uninformed, and maybe a little bit delusional. That's not what's happening here. So your, your governor, 
Andrew Cuomo, my governor, he he first of all crams the bail reform down our throats that in, that went into effect January first. How many thousands of criminals have been released to our streets who should have been in custody because they did horrible, horrible things, and now they've been released now because because of the bail reform. And now our courts are backlogged months and months and months and months. So if you don't show up for your court day, you, you know, okay, the second notice gets sent. And then after that, okay, law enforcement, I guess, has to go try to round you up and risk their lives bringing people to court. I mean, the, it, please, what a disaster. So you add that whole disaster that again, if, if you're if you espouse to the Democrat Party, why in the world, how in the world do you not push back? And some of you I are. I mean, I talk to people all the time who are like, This this party is not my party. I don't know what it has morphed into, especially under the leadership of Andrew Cuomo, but this is not the Democrat Party that I know and love. I, I talk to people and and they tell me that in a variety of different ways. They they explain to me that they just cannot believe that the ideals of honoring women's rights, of honoring the safety of our women and children, is just completely being thrown to the to the wayside by Andrew Cuomo with these horrible policies. If you care about victims of domestic violence, it's impossible to support the policies of Andrew Cuomo. If you care about victims of sexual assault, it's impossible to support the policies of Andrew Cuomo. If you care about social justice, it's impossible to support the policies of Andrew Cuomo. The the two concepts and constructs cannot exist copacetically. If, If you are someone who has a tilt toward the kind of principles that, in my opinion, that the true Democrat Party is founded upon, you cannot align with Governor Cuomo unless you're going to completely sell yourself out every single day. The principles, they just do not align. They don't. They do not align. So back to, you know, happy six-month anniversary to flattening the curve. What did he do to us? Starting March 16th, what did he do? He said he was keeping safe, flattening the curve, two weeks, whatever. We're six months in, people. Do you understand that there's businesses that are just now getting the go-ahead to open? And if they are, they're being told, well, you can only operate at 25% capacity. Are you kidding me? Where's the freedom in that? Does anyone know how to operate a calculator? Because I'm going to tell you right now, you tell, you tell a restaurant, an eatery, that you can operate at 25% capacity. Well, okay, um, for lack of a better term, moron, Cuomo, I'm going to explain something to you. People need to operate at 100% capacity in order to meet 100% of the financial demands of opening and maintaining their business, their payroll, their overhead, the insurance they pay out, the maintenance of buildings. I mean, do you even have a clue, Andrew Cuomo? I know you've been handed everything in your life. Do you even have a clue what it takes to run a business? So you're going to tell businesses, oh yeah, six months later, you can finally open. I'm going to extend my scepter of grace and allow for you to re- to reopen the business that I have pretty much decimated for you over the past six. Oh, th- thank you, Cuomo. Let let me bow at your feet. May I, may I kiss your hand? May I pl- what a freaking joke!
What an elitist creep we have for a governor. He is watching our tax base, our businesses go down the tubes every day, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care that public education is is not fundable without our businesses, without people employed. He doesn't care that people are straight up walking away from houses. I mean, in this area right now, the the, uh, real estate industry is actually booming. I think there's largely reason to believe that people are getting out of downstate communities, that some of them are literally running for their lives, and not to sound overdramatic, but the crime rate that's surging in New York, the fact that criminals have more rights than citizens right now, the fact that Cuomo has put a target on the backs of law enforcement, people are getting out, like, quickly. But the day is going to come where the housing market just completely crashes, and people are willing to just leave, just just get out of this state. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen people who are like, I don't know what I'm going to do for a living. We're out of here. I cannot raise my family in this. I can't. This is utter insanity. Having a governor who's taken the side of pedophiles and sex offenders and is completely putting the safety of my children just at the lowest priority possible. So March 16th, from that point forward, schools were closed, sporting events closed, everything closed, and we all did it, and we all did it out of love for humanity, love for our fellow New York residents. We all did it. Whether we thought it was ridiculous and thought there was more going on or not, we all did it. We took enormous hits. Some of some of you, and especially, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, There's an awful lot of people who should be pushing back at the decimation of public education who aren't. And a lot of those people didn't miss a paycheck from March 16th on. And it's kind of disgusting that privilege is rearing its ugly head in that form. Well, it's not affecting me personally, so I'll just kind of keep this under the radar. No, you're watching our children's futures being destroyed. And especially anyone in a teaching profession, why you aren't completely flipping out, it is mysterious to me. It's really mysterious to me that you know, people, not to generalize, because there's there's been plenty of people within the public school system who are completely, completely disgusted by Governor Cuomo. And then there's others that are just kind of keeping it under the radar, like, well, whatever, it's not affecting me personally yet. Actually, this is working out better for me, actually, because I don't have to go into the school every day. I don't, you know, and, and don't get mad at me for saying that, because I'm not the only one thinking it. There's teachers who worked... 10 times harder through all of this. And then there's teachers who coasted and put in very minimal effort. And if you talk to enough parents and enough families and enough school districts, they'll tell you that's the God's honest truth. For some people, the three months of virtual that wrapped up last school year were absolute freaking disasters, like grand scale disasters. And there's hope that things will go better this school year, but it's still a disaster. To be forced into keeping your kids home and not having public education, you know, is a disaster for families. For families in which the grandparents are raising the grandkids, as is often the case. What a disaster. For single-parent homes, especially, you know, you work in an essential industry. How in the world are you supposed to pull this off? Really? Really? 
If you have kids with special needs, who you can't get them to sit in front of a Zoom meeting, how, how are you supposed to make this happen? I mean, if, if you're a mom and you're teetering on the verge of a mental breakdown and now, now that you've been thrown into this, like if you, if you battle mental health issues and you fight hard for your life every day and this kind of crushing pressure is thrown on you, who is advocating for you right now? Really, this is the real stuff, people. The people of this state are being completely abused by this governor and the people who should be speaking up and fighting back are deafeningly silent. And I'm watching who you are. And honestly, you're people that I would think would be standing up and speaking out louder than the rest of us, and you're not. So it's a very telling moment for me. It's a very telling moment for all of us who are paying attention. But again, happy six-month anniversary to flattening the curve. Shut the schools down. Shut the churches down. You have a loved one die. You can't have a funeral. Oh, your parents who or parent who's in the nursing home? Yeah, you're not going to see them for six months except through a, a, the pane of glass at the window. Yeah. Oh, but and while everyone's locked in their houses, you know, Governor Cuomo, this this is his dialogue. If he had really honest press conferences, these are the things he would be saying. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So while everyone has their business completely being decimated and you've got kids home and you're watching your seniors in high school miss out on their whole, the best parts of their senior year. And while, you know, you who have been on tap for a knee replacement and you're walking around with a pain level that's about 11 out of 10, uh, your surgery is not going to be considered essential. So you're going to hobble around for about four or five, six months on that. And you nurses and healthcare staff, you're getting laid off because whole hospital wings are completely inactive and empty right now because we're flattening the curve. Yeah, we're flattening the curve. And okay, uh, yeah, we got the Mercy ship rolling into Harbor. We're going to put up a $21 million Brooklyn Field Hospital Javits Center. Let's make sure we do a press conference there to make it look like we've got our shit together. Sorry. Um, and in the meantime, I'm going to make a mandate, me and Zuckerhead are going to make a mandate that if someone is COVID-19 positive, they have to be admitted to nursing homes because we want this to spread like wildfire and have the numbers spike and have as many deaths as possible initially so that when the natural projection of this declines, I get to look like the hero. And somewhere in this mix, I'm going to have time to write a book. Yeah, that would have been what the honest press conferences with Cuomo would have looked like. That's what it would have looked like. He also would have made mention of the fact that, yeah, hey, New York, I've made absolutely no provision for our inmate population. And beyond that, I'm going to use this whole COVID-19 thing as an excuse to further empty our prisons. Because as you know, if you're paying attention, the whole goal is to have our prisons pretty near emptied by the year 2026. So we're going to use this whole you know pandemic thing as a reason to let thousands of inmates out. And they're not going to be inmates that we're going to test as we release them for COVID-19. They're just going to be inmates who fall under the category of being over age 55, having hypertension, having diabetes, or any condition that renders them immunocompromised. And we're going to let them loose. And we, come on, we all know that we've done a crap job in this state of keeping track of parolees, of criminals in general, but we're going to let them loose because that's keeping us safe. And we're going to make sure everybody wears a mask. So any criminal right now basically has free reign because they're unidentifiable. Pull up a gator, put on some sunglasses and go start 
any kind of anarchy you want. That's that's what, if Governor Cuomo were being honest, that's what would have been said at press conferences. Oh, and in the meantime, let's not forget that, you know, we're going to let people on loose into our communities who should be behind bars, who should be in custody either because of mental health issues that are causing them to continue to commit horrible crimes, addiction issues that are fueling horrible crimes. But instead, we're just going to turn people loose, even though we have a chance to uh, intervene both in their life and prevent crime in the community by keeping people in custody. But no, bail reform slash COVID-19, criminals get a free pass because we're New York safe. We're smart. Come on. Wake up, New York. This is sick. As I said before, if you don't know that the Harlem subway system was blown up back in late March by a guy who'd been arrested days prior and then released, you need to get a clue. If you don't know that a brave conductor named Garrett Goebel died that day because he chose to get every single one of his passengers out of that subway, and and he didn't go home to his wife and his two little boys that day, you need to get a clue. If you don't know that Sandra Wilson, you know, beautiful black woman, lost her life at the hands of a criminal who should have never been out of custody, who sexually assaulted a woman in a hospital and did God only knows what else and probably never got caught for it, and Sandra Wilson had, you know, breathed her last breath on the floor of the library that she worked in because this guy just completely savagely stabbed her, you need to get a clue. Because these are the people that your Governor Cuomo, your Democrat Governor Cuomo, that if, again, if you're a disillusioned Democrat, you're as sickened by this as any of us are right now because none of this points to social justice. None of this points to valuing women's rights and public safety. None of this you cannot align with Governor Cuomo if you claim to care about civil rights and if you claim to care about the safety of our women, our children, our families. It's impossible to do so unless you completely delude yourself. And I, you know, really, for those of you who support him simply because of party loyalty, you got to do better than that. You got to fight for the plight of your party right now. You have a governor who is completely destroying your political party and turning it into something it was never intended to be. I mean, I know Cuomo married into the Kennedy family. If JFK were here right now, I honestly think he'd backhand Andrew Cuomo in a heartbeat. What he's doing to this state, what he's doing to the people of it, what he's doing to the Democrat Party. Honestly, I think that's exactly how it would go down. It would be a big open palm smack because it's that bad. March 16th, flatten the curve, flatten the curve. Intentionally plant a disease that is novel, a virus that is novel. And we know, we know even in any normal flu season, I've worked in, in, in you know, elderly communities. I've worked in a nursing home years ago. Quarantine, like in normal flu season happens, like whole facilities, you know, if you're sick, you know, if someone doesn't get admitted to a nursing home, if they're actively sick, especially during flu season. And this guy mandates that if you're actively sick and you test positive for the new strain of flu that is causing you know, a systematic shutdown, you have to be admitted to that nursing home instead of treated in a hospital where you'll probably receive 
better care, have better capability to heal, and you'll also not be a threat to the vulnerable residents. Come on, people. The one thing he should have gotten right, the one thing. Don't tell me it wasn't intentional what he did. Don't tell me because it's you're delusional if you think that wasn't intentional. Nobody is that stupid that they would do something like that and say, oh, God, we didn't see that coming. Jeez, I wish somebody had told us that if we intentionally put a COVID-19 positive person in a nursing home, that it would probably spread like wildfire. Oh, wait a second. Cuomo did say it would spread like wildfire. That's why we were all locked in our houses. Because we didn't want somebody vulnerable to get this. Wait a second. Are the wheels turning yet, people? Because they should be. The gears should be grinding and the wheels should be turning. And everyone here should be paying attention to what is really going on, which is the state we love being completely ruined by a complete degenerate. The D, you know, in front of NY at the end of his name stands for degenerate. It doesn't stand for Democrat, in my opinion, because there's nothing about his policies that embody what a true Democrat holds, holds dear. Really, if you can't see it, you're not paying attention. But when, really, if you espouse to the same party that Andrew Cuomo does, why are you not pushing back and fighting this tooth and nail? I mean, caring about gun control, care, which, you know, we want safe communities. So how in the world, how do you support a governor who passes legislation that somebody can bring an illegal firearm onto school grounds and they're going to get an appearance ticket? How do you support that? How do you support a governor who signs that someone can commit arson as a hate crime multiple times and they'll get a ticket? So some white supremacist freak can light up a a house filled with a family of color as a hate crime and, and can do it multiple times, can do it once, not burn it down, can go back, do it a second time, not burn it down, go back a third time. And police, law enforcement have to issue that creep and appearance ticket instead of throwing their butt in custody, which is where they belong. Where, where are you that you're not seeing this? These are the crimes Governor Cuomo is giving free passes to. And they're some of the cruelest crimes against communities of color. They're some of the cruelest crimes against women and children. They're some of the cruelest crimes against our elders. Reckless endangerment of an elderly person. Reckless endangerment of a child under the age of 11. Unlawful imprisonment. Falsifying documents. Money laundering and support of terrorism. Where the hell are you people? Really? All of these things that are victims, victims are usually more vulnerable segments of the population. Where are you in defending them? I don't care if you have to turn against someone who is in your same political party. This is, this is humanity here. This is right versus wrong. Pick a side. If you're going to pick party loyalty over pushing back against the policy that people that commit female genital mutilation get a, get an appearance ticket, you've lost your way. You just need to crawl back to the underworld that you came from. Seriously, you're, you're disgusting. 
Learn the bail reform, people. Learn it. Know it. If you're paying attention, this can't make anything happen within you but your blood to boil. Really. Fight for your party. If you're a Democrat, fight for it. Fight for it. You're going to let these policies define your party, the party that might have been your parents and your grandparents. You're going to let it turn into this? You're going to let it turn into the party that rips public education away from minority communities? Do you know how hard the black community had to fight to come to the table of public education? And you're going to let the governor of our state whisk that away and not say a damn word? Really? Really? Wow. That's that's a special kind of social responsibility right there. No, no that's disgusting is what that is. You're going to watch a governor rob women of the autonomy over their own bodies by not allowing them to say, yes, I choose with my body to put myself in the presence of my loved ones during my last days, my last months, my elder years. You know, when, when women lose the right to autonomy over their own bodies, at what age? What age does that happen? Oh, is, as soon as you're in a nursing home, you lose autonomy over your body? Is that how it works? Because that's exactly what's happening here. You have women who raised you know, our, our parents, maybe even our grandparents, who, who really were the foundation of communities. They were teachers, they were mothers, they were business owners, they were public leaders, and their elder years are being spent in nursing homes, as is often the case, and they're being robbed of the dignity of being able to make their own choices and see their families and loved ones. You know, some of these poor people, they, they, they haven't even been allowed to get haircuts. You think I'm making this up? I'm not. I'm not. You know, Governor Cuomo manages to get a haircut during the lockdown. I mean, honestly, I would have so much more respect for a leader whose hair looked just as wild as un- and as unkempt as the rest of ours during that time. I would have so much more respect for someone who was like, you know what, we really are in this together. I'm not going to have dental work done during this time, even though I can because I'm privileged. I'm not going to get my hair cut during this time, even though I'm privileged. But instead of doing that, he, in his typical elitism privilege, do as I say, not as I do. And you've got people in nursing homes who, who can't even get a damn haircut. I mean, you know how demoralizing it is to not even be able to be in charge of your appearance? And then beyond that, you can't even see your children, your spouse, and he's keeping us safe? But we've resumed prison visits where we're actually busing busloads of people around the state so they can see prison inmates now, keep in mind, the prisons were such a hotbed of contagion. That's why we had to release all the inmates, right? The thousands of inmates, that's why. Pay attention, people. The prisons are so dangerous because of potential for contagion that we have to release convicted child rapists. We have to because that's New York safe. That keeps us safe. Nursing home visits can't resume yet in many cases, or they're resuming in such a ridiculous capacity that literally families are being policed, not by police, but by staff of nursing homes during their visits, making sure they don't hug their parents. I'm not making this crap up. This is the real deal here. It's disgusting. But we can 
ship hundreds of people around on buses from New York City areas, which again, were the hotbed of contagion. So we're going to bus hundreds of people across the state so they can visit prison inmates. And again, I have a heart for prison inmates. Our whole system needs reform, and it should start with going through our system piece by piece, person by person, and seeing if they're in prison for a really legitimate reason or if they were just really poorly represented, if they're in for nonviolent crimes, and we can do better for them and plug them back into society, let them become a productive member of society, that would be real meaningful reform. That's what that would look like. But instead, we get the, the crap storm that Andrew Cuomo ushered in with the bail reform, which is utter nonsense. You've got inmates in prisons who don't even agree with it. You've got inmates who are like, you're going to let rapists out? Wait a second, my family is out there and you're going to let rapists out? You know, really, there's inmates who don't even agree with this. Talk to somebody who works in corrections. Ask them what they think of what's going on right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyways, back to our six-month anniversary. Yeah, so elderly people, population completely being abused. And if you're in a minority community, you're probably being advocated for even less, honestly. You know, if you're in a high capacity facility that's largely, you know, Medicaid reimbursement funded, your family can't come in and see you and make sure you're being cared for. And I'm not generalizing here, but let's face it, there's facilities that run really well. It has nothing to do with whether or not it's high Medicaid reimbursement or not. But I mean, let's be honest, when you have facilities in which people are shelling out 150 grand a year of their own money to live there versus a facility that's comprised of mostly lower income individuals who are staying there and the facility is being reimbursed a very minimal amount amount of money for them being there, guess what naturally happens? Okay, so you want to talk about more of a divide even there? Let, we, we could talk about that, but keep in mind that part of the bail reform was someone can recklessly endanger an elderly individual and they're not going to be, they're not going to be treated with the kind of justice that they should be. I mean, you could, you could catch this on camera, somebody assaulting an elderly person in a nursing home and that person's going to get an appearance ticket. I mean, Imagine watching, you know, your your parent have have the be smacked around or or whatever, because it does happen. Let's face it. There's people in every capacity of every industry of every segment of our workforce who are good at what they do, and there's ones who are really horrible at what they do. And what this lockdown of our seniors has done is it's totally robbed families of the ability to check in on their loved ones, make sure they're being cared for. And beyond that, you know, I have a heart for the people working in these facilities because you know what? They're working in a way that's completely short-staffed. You know, keep in mind, Andrew Cuomo blamed those essential workers in healthcare as being the reason that so many elderly people died. That was probably one of the grimiest aspects of his, you know, daily press conferences. I had to like emotionally and mentally prepare before I could watch them. He actually had the nerve to blame the staff of nursing homes for the enormous amount of deaths in those nursing homes because of his mandate that nursing homes could not pick and choose who they admit. If someone was COVID-19 positive, you have to admit them. That's exactly what he wrote. That's exactly what he mandated. That's exactly what he said in the press conference. And then when people started calling him out on the fact that his mandate was the reason so many people died and they died alone, 
and they died when they probably didn't have to. There could have been other interventions. He had the nerve to blame the healthcare workers, the nurses' aides who are making squat for wages and homeschooling probably multiple kids as best they can during that time and showing up to work because they know that if they don't, there's going to be no one to care for their 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 patients. Those are the people he blamed for his complete disaster of the whole nursing home asides situation, which I pray to God there's an independent investigation of. Wake up, New York. Wake up. For those of you who align with the party that Andrew Cuomo is completely blaspheming, push back. You got to fight for the plight of your party. The plight, the future of the Democrat Party is being completely, completely threatened by the rogue, reckless, inhumane policies of Andrew Cuomo. This is not the party that you signed up for. I guarantee you, it's not. It's not. His abuse of power, his abuse of the most marginalized is nothing short of disgusting. And please, I beg you, if you don't have a handle on the 200 crimes that are included in the bail reform, please get a clue. And I don't say that to sound condescending. Really, get a clue. This is huge stuff. And if you're going to live a, a life that only has me, myself, and I at the center of it, and as long as it doesn't affect you, why get involved? You're part of the problem. And really, r- really, you're, you're part of the problem. You, you're you are the problem if you're not willing to push back against what is quite obviously an abuse of some of the most marginalized people groups. So honestly, healthcare systems have been completely decimated. We've had almost 20 hospitals in the past decade closed down in New York City, downstate communities, largely communities of color. Where's the pushback to that? Really? Healthcare for all. Accessible health care for all, education for all, protection of women's rights, equal opportunity. None of that is priority to Governor Andrew Cuomo, none of it. If you think it is, you're not living in reality. You're just not. You're not. And I pray to God, those of you who love this state, love the people of it, love the ideals that make humanity higher than the animal kingdom, I pray to God you open your eyes. I pray to God you push back because it is absolutely heartbreaking to watch what this governor is doing to our state. There are kids who he is, he's, he's just saying it. He doesn't have the stones to stand there at a press conference and say, you know, hey, communities of color, yeah, your kids don't matter. Black lives matter, but but not your black life. You know, those of you who... I'm releasing criminals into your community. Yeah, your lives don't matter. Black lives do, but just not your black life. Not your son and daughter who are never going to have a chance to get an education because I'm going to make sure you have a Chromebook and that's it. I mean, come on. These are horribly racist policies. These are horrible policies that are attacking every segment of our society, the working class, the upper class, working class, struggling working class, impoverished, generational poverty, generational illiteracy. There's nothing being done to break the cycles that are are really destroying our communities. And the policies of Andrew Cuomo, they're just causing the societal woes that are destroying our communities. 
white communities, black communities, brown communities, destroying our communities. And his policies are just causing these evils to grow bigger teeth, gain more traction. He's fueling the addiction epidemic. He's fueling the mental health crisis. He's fueling the cycle of trauma that so often leads people to a life of addiction. He's fueling the prevalence of crime, crime against women, crimes against children, crimes against immigrant-operated and run businesses. You got to take your state back, people. You got to take your party back. Really, you got to fight for the plight of your party. If you belong to the party of Andrew Cuomo, the Democrat party, you need to fight for it because he's completely destroying it. He's destroying it. He is leaving nothing of the social ideals that have defined that party. He's leaving nothing left, just like he always does. Everywhere he goes, he leaves destruction everywhere. New York City, don't, that city alone has the potential to be so vibrant, such a financial boon to the whole state. More millionaires in New York City than any other city on the planet, at least there were. But now they're getting up and out too. They, they, they can't stand his policies either. Please, New York, fight for this. Fight, if not for your own well-being, for that of others. If your life is so comfortable that none of this has really made an impact on you, you should be fighting for somebody else then. Somebody who is less fortunate. Somebody who can't advocate for themselves. Really. This is what being human is about. This is the whole experience of human beings. We belong to each other. Please fight for this state. We truly are on the national stage right now. Fight for your state. Fight for it. Fight for the people of it. Push back against the leadership of Andrew Cuomo because he is truly bringing death to every part of our state, every aspect of our lives. I love you all. I pray to God that there's better days ahead, but that's going to very much be determined on whether or not we do what we know is absolutely right. Do something amazing today.